My name is Randy Howell, and you're listening to the Faith and Fishing Podcast. Welcome to the Faith and Fishing Podcast. I'm Cam. And I'm Robert. In every episode, we're bringing you faith stories and fishing memories from some amazing members of the fishing community. So join us as we shed a positive light on all things faith and fishing. Hey y'all, welcome back to the Faith and Fishing Podcast. I'm Cam, and for the moment, I am flying solo, um, and Robert may be able to join us a little bit later, but um, yeah, we have a we have a really fun episode for you this this week, but um, before we get started, just a couple, uh, a couple of housekeeping things. One, I just want to um, just say thank you, to, thank you for uh, for listening, whoever's listening out there, we, we appreciate you, whether it's the first time you've ever listened to us or whether you've heard every episode. Um, super thankful for you and uh, glad you're listening. Um, I'm going to go ahead and apologize in advance. Um, 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 I've got a cough drop in my mouth and I am uh, still struggling with the, um, with the good old insulation cough. So y'all bear with me. Uh, you'll probably hear a lot of, uh, a lot of mutes and uh, all that good stuff. Um, but, uh, but yeah, um, Y'all, um, um, again, thank you for listening, and we're going to go ahead and uh, thank a couple sponsors early and uh, get started. Few things ruin your day on the water as bad as losing gear, but with the retrieval devices for fishing rods, action cams, bow fishing bows, and more from Save Your Outdoors, you don't have to let dropping your stuff ruin your day because you can get it back. The pressure-sensitive filter keeps water from rain and quick dips in the water out, but it lets water in when your gear goes overboard to release a float attached to your gear by 60 feet of line so you can get it back. Go to SaveYourOutdoors.com to learn more and try some for yourself and use promo code FNFP15 to save 15% on your order. That's S-A-V-U-R-Outdoors.com and promo code FNFP15. A huge selection and crazy fast shipping is already enough to turn heads as an online tackle shop. But Omnia Fishing sets themselves apart with their ambassador program. With Omnia, you can send in fishing reports for your local lakes that recommend baits, structure, tactics, and gear. And when another angler takes your advice and purchases something from your report, you get credit for it to spend at Omnia. The best part means that with Omnia Fishing, you can shop by lake and purchase baits and gear that are proven to work where you're fishing. To get started, go to omniafishing.com and use promo code FNF15 to save 15% on your first order. All right, so this episode, we we have a fun episode planned. Um so we are teaming up with the final cast podcast um, to uh, to bring y'all something that um, I've wanted to do for a while. So uh, anytime that you kind of put yourself out there in the fishing community, you end up with a bunch of people who are asking for advice. And one of the things that we get asked a lot is, 
um, the best such and such in this budget. Um, and so a lot of times it's a lower budget or a higher budget. And, you know, we don't really know what your budget is and everybody has a different budget. So we kind of figured we would we would uh, get a few people in here to do um, like what what I recommend on the lower end of my budget and the higher end of my budget um, and and so and so uh, and, and so forth. So uh, we have a few different categories here. Um, and we are going to um, bring in Matt and Brad from the final cast. Both of y'all have been on the show before. Welcome back. What's up? How's it going, what's, y'all? What's crazy, is I'll just say, whenever we're doing the show, when Brad comes in, he's always muted. But when we're on this show, he's not muted right off the bat. It makes <laughs> no sense. It's stupid. And I don't understand technology anymore. Yeah, and my degree is in computer engineering, so don't feel bad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know, living life, man. How are you doing? Yeah, man. Uh, So if anyone who is listening has not heard your podcast, has not heard your episodes on on this podcast, kind of introduce yourselves and tell us who who you are. You want me to go first? Sure. Brad, let's talk with you. All right. Um. I am the co-host of the final cast on Paddle and Finn Podcast Network. I don't suggest listening to it. I'm just joking. You guys should listen to it. <laughs> uh, I'm from Dayton, Ohio. Uh, love fishing for smallmouth bass and love talking gear with Matt every Tuesday. Uh, I'm Matt Souders. I'm also, unfortunately, from the Dayton, Ohio area. Uh and the co-host for final cast on the paddle and fin fishing network. I could agree with my co-host. Don't listen to it. It sucks. Just kidding. Um, no, I mean, I, I just, I started being a co-host a year and some change. A over a year. Yeah. Something like that. Brad knows better than I do. It kind of all runs for me. Um, but yeah, man, I love talking gear. Uh, our show's pretty primarily focused around products in the kayak fishing community or the fishing and even now the hunting community. Um, but yeah, we love talking about gear, love and trying new stuff and love answering questions to all our viewers who reach out and ask pretty much the same questions they're asking you, Cam. Absolutely. So y'all know a lot more about gear than I do, or at least it, it, you have used a lot more gear than I have. So um, I am, I'm excited to see what your, um, uh, your answers are to these questions and I will try not to roll my eyes too hard whenever you start uh, <laughs> geeking out over Shimano. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, Matt was like a really good addition to our show just because like he, he's the J- JDM lore as, as people say in our uh, group chat, but yeah, he, he uses all the high end stuff and he's gotten me to use some of it and yeah, it's been fun. Now, now, now we're only wants to use that stuff. <laughs> Once you use it, it's just like no going back. You're like yeah, I can't. I know, it. man. There's a reason I haven't tried it, and uh, <laughs> I don't don't want to open Pandora's box because you can't you can't close it once it's open. And I need yeah. to be able to stay within the budget that I'm already at. Uh, <laughs> yep. But there's ways around that, and I'm sure we'll talk about it. Absolutely. Yes, we so. will. All right. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and let's dive into it. So the first category I've got is rods. Um, so 
Um, I'll, I'll start with rods and we can kind of work our way around and we'll start with somebody else next time. So on the, for me in the, the rod and reel combination, the rod is the most important part to me. Um, so, um, my, my budget for rods is a little bit higher than my budget for reels. Um, for the, the lower end, at $129.95, I am saying the the Cashin Element series. It's one of their newer series. Um, it was made for the kind of that entry level um, or that entry budget level. Um, but I mean, they are light as a feather, have the cork handles, which is something that Cashin has never really been known for. They've always had the carbon fiber grips and... Um, and, uh, yeah, they've got a whole bunch of different, um, different, uh, different ones. They've got a, um, they've got a, uh, even an inshore, uh, series for the element series. Um, but I mean, it's, um, they've got the multi-purpose, they've got, um, your Ned rig rod, they've got all these different ones. Um, and I mean, the only parts of these of the of any of Cashin's rods that were made outside of the United States is the the line guides and the reel seats because um, they're Fuji. Um, so everything else, the carbon fiber was made in the U.S. The um, the epoxy. I mean, that's what Matt Cashin does. That's his that's his degree and everything is is epoxies and um and carbon fiber and even the even the little i don't even remember what they're called the little jig thing that they roll the uh the they roll the rod on and then pull the like the, that little metal rod out um even that thing is made in the u.s so um really awesome uh product but um, I will say the uh, compared to their other series, the the line guides are a little bit bigger, and um, you know it's um, yeah, the, not as much carbon fiber like in the handles and such. So, um, and on the higher end, at two hundred and nineteen dollars ninety five cents, I've got the Cash and Icon rods. Um, I have not used their John Cruz series yet, which is like $20 more expensive than their icons. So um, if, if the, if I end up trying that one and liking it better, I'll, I'll say so. But, um, but for now the icon sits, sits up there. It's um, it's got those carbon fiber grips. It's got the micro line guides, a lot more of the line guides um, still light as a feather. Um, and uh it's got the uh instead of the painted uh it's not it's not painted it's got the raw carbon fiber feel um and i really like that it, if they can take the beating that i put put a rod through it's a it's a it's a solid rod and to to have the sensitivity that they have and not be like i'm i'm not terrified that i'm going to break it every time i go out like it's absolutely worth it to me so that is where yeah, brad knows all about that <laughs> oh, i break so many rods yeah so i don't want to be the one who's breaking so many rods i, I i've been there done that and i i don't enjoy it so. <laughs> i don't either man takes me off <laughs> yeah. so, stupidest brad, way to like a blade of man? grass yeah what'd you say so brad what you got for rods man 
Uh, so I'm doing a low end and a high end. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I, I've said this on our show before, but the low end rod, I'm going with the Dobbins Fury just because they're 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 not the most sensitive, but man, they are stout. Like you're not going to break those things. Um, they they still have the sensitivity of other rods, but at 129 dollars, I think it's one of the better rods you can get, especially if you're going to a box store to buy a rod. Um, yep. I don't know. I just, I just have a, I have like that trust in that rod that I don't in the rods I have now, just because like the rods I have now, they're so sensitive, like the tips break and stuff if you hit them the wrong way. But like if, if I had a all Dobbins Fury's rod, Fury rods, I have faith that none of those would break in the situations my other rods break in. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I mean, Dobbins makes a fantastic. I didn't pick it because I knew you were going to, but I mean, they make a great rod. It's uh, for the money. It's hard to beat it. If Cashin didn't have the Element series, the the Fury would be would be the the next choice for me. the The Fury is what I had before I started switching over to Cashin. So. Yeah, we there's nobody that sells Cashin around here. I've never even seen or held one, so I can't really say. Uh, Vance Vance sells them out in Lebanon. They sell the uh, um, oh lord the icons. Oh, okay. I, I don't know if they sell the 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 uh, entry level ones. I've used the cash and icons. I like them. They're great rods. Um, especially they're kind of that m- middle of the end price point where you can get a super nice rod and not spend like super tons of money on them. So yeah, mm-hmm. those rods are, those are awesome. I want to try their entries though, because I mean, cash a fantastic company. So I'm sure those rods are great, especially at that price point. Yeah. <clears throat> Brad, did you say what your high? Your high oh, option? no, my high, my high end option. I'm going to go with the Douglas X matrix rod. Uh, I love those rods, but like I said, the tips break easy. Um, I've, I was uh, pulling my boat through some riffles one time and uh thing just like tapped my leg. Matt saw the whole thing. It didn't do anything crazy. It tapped my leg. The tip just broke off. I was like, are you serious? That shouldn't happen. Dude, and then like that happened. I, was, I watched it hit a piece of grass and the tip broke. Like I love the X matrix rods and they, but they're so brittle. Sensitive. super sensitive, oh but they're gosh. brittle. Yeah. Like the, I think you said that the last episode we did, Matt. You said the whole blank is good. It's just the tip, the very beginning tip of the rod. Yeah, and I just don't. I don't get. It. I haven't had the same bad luck you have. I haven't broken a rod yet. I have any wood, so let's pretend this table's wood. <laughs> um, but I haven't. I haven't broken one yet. But yeah, I mean the tips are. The whole blank is sensitive, really, all the way down to the real seat. It's it's super sensitive, but it's. I, I don't know if the tips are just. Extra thin, I don't know. The tapers but. are really like it gets really thin there at the top. Yeah, I mean it tapers down to big time. It's almost it's even on the medium heavy casting rods that tapers down to like a medium light spinning. Yeah. Um, they're they're super narrow at the top, but you know you're sacrificing durability for stability or for uh, stability. They they kind of remind me of like the higher end Saint Croix rods in that sense that they feel like broomsticks you know what i mean kind of yeah especially if you get an yeah, extra yeah. fast that that just feels like a nice sturdy rod oh for sure yeah i agree 
but uh i think what what is that made of like a carbon composite something or another and that ranges blank yeah and then it ranges it depending on what length and what model you get it goes from 289 all the way up to 369 or something like that but i haven't gotten anything above my seven foot four rod with them but my favorite rod from them is probably the 724F casting rod. That thing is amazing. All right. yeah, I never stop talking about that rod, which is <laughs> I, we just roll right into me, I guess. My I so I have two for top ends. I knew Brad would say the X Matrix, but if you're gonna get one rod and spend a little bit more money, the 724F casting rod. It's the way to go. It's a medium B that can super light stuff, and it can also throw up to, I think it's an ounce and a quarter. Um, yeah. It can throw heavy stuff without issue at all. Um, so it's a do-everything rod. Um, but since I knew he was going to say the X-Matrix, I'm, I'm going to be the JDM Lord, and you're going high-end, and you want to make everyone know what rod you got and look at you. You could be like the JDM Lord himself and get a couple Mega Bash Destroyer P5s. Um <laughs> <laughs> so those rods like brad said with the x matrix range from 289 to three whatever you said uh the destroyer rods will range anywhere from 509 to 650 uh great rods now everyone knows i've switched completely to douglas x matrix minus my swim bait rod as an lrs because i don't care about sensitivity on that rod i just want something that feels like a piece of iron in my hand when i set the hook and uh but the the Mega Bass Destroyer P5s, those rods, and you're getting the creme de la creme because of how, you know, everything, all the aspects of going to a rod, all the different pieces, the blanks are super sensitive, uh, more than enough backbone for every uh, thing. And those are more very technique specific. There's not really a rod I make that does everything. It's all technique specific. So if you really outfitted your boat, you're looking at $500 a pop, which... <laughs> It's rough. Uh, yeah. But there's no way. But Oh, no. I mean, even even me, I, I had I've sold all my Mega Bass Destroyer rods. I've got an Orochi double X rod. And That's a good a rod. Levi- it is. I like that rod and a Leviathan um, just mostly to try it because it was new last year and I want to see what it's like. It sits down here. doesn't get used. But uh, I've switched all to X Matrix because for the amount of uh, money that you're paying for that rod. You're not in mega bass territory, but it feels just like a mega bass rod, tons of backbone, super sensitive, if not more sensitive. Uh, so the Douglas rod is a fantastic way to go. And then for my entry level rod, I did the Shimano SLX rods, uh, kind of the same concept of the fury, very stout rods, not the most sensitive on the market, but they routinely go on sale at about a hundred bucks. Uh, sometimes you'll see them at 79. So 80 bucks. Mm. more than stout enough they have you know their medium heavy seven foot two rod will do everything you need no matter what technique it is and you don't have to worry about breaking that rod i had one i beat the crap out of it lived in my truck bed with an old shimano uh corrado reel on it and i drive stupid so my rods it went all (laughs) over my truck bed all the time and it's fine i mean it never it's the worst thing ever happened to it was a guide bent and i just lifted it right so fantastic rods especially price point okay (laughs) absolutely brad you want to get us started on reels oh man i didn't do my homework for this um 
So I, I was going to say before before the rods, like or the reels, um, my budget would probably be a lot lower if I didn't have my affiliation with Douglas. So I'd probably still be using like Fwicks and Berkeley Lightning rods if that one. <laughs> so like my budget's really low. It, it was like a hundred dollars or less before that. So, um, real. Are, are we doing spinning casting or what? Um, you do you. Um, I uh, there you go. The way I, the way I look at it is I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my recommendations for casting rod or casting reels because if you you come up on me fishing and I'm using a spinning reel, I'm having a bad day. So you do you, man. <laughs> um, dude, I'll, yeah, I'll go with casting too. Cause I have more of those than those spinning rods, but I'll probably just go with the SLX for the budget. I mean, that thing's, it's a workhorse reel. I think that's the best $99 reel out there. I, I've used everything from Shimano SLX to loose speed spools to, whatever the mocks lose mock whatever quantum smokes I, I don't know i think the slx is the best one out of that budget by far it's very sturdy it's lightweight feels good in your hand it's real small profile so yep that's my pick for low budget okay what about high what about, what about high bud yep oh man Metanium. You already know what's going to say. You already Shimano know what's metanium. Be. <laughs> so, when I first got my metanium in the mail, like I got the box and it was sitting here, I picked it up. I was like, I was afraid at first. I was like, did this guy forget to put the reel inside the box? That's how light this thing is. Like it felt like a piece of cardboard. That's it. I was sitting there like holding it. There's no way I, I opened it and I was like, holy crap, this thing's light. <laughs> but. That thing also casts so far. Like we talked about this last week, actually. Like I switched from a heavy bait to a lighter bait and barely slung that lighter bait and it just almost about backlashed on me. But yeah, that, that reel is awesome. I didn't pay full price for the one I bought. So I guess we can spill the beans on that if we want to. I don't know. I don't want to give the plug away. <laughs> So I I, no, I bought my Metanium MGL for like two hundred and twenty bucks on eBay. And and for those that are that are wondering, what is it normally? Four fifty. Yeah, something like four forty nine. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I went with the MGL spool too on that one, just because lighter weight, you can cast those things even further. I don't like the DC reels really. Okay. All right, so I'll go next. Um, okay. For the entry entry price point, um, the thirteen fishing origin reels um, for uh, I think they range like sixty to sixty to ninety dollars for that series. Um, they are they are not light reels; they are heavy reels, but they are. I mean, they work phenomenally well for the for the price point. You're not going to beat it for sixty bucks, um, and so I. I one of the one of the questions that we all get asked a lot is best reel under a hundred bucks, and I hate saying, "Oh, it's this one. It's ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents for that." So that's why I chose chose this one. Um, there, are, if you want to step up to that ninety nine dollar price point, there are definitely better reels 
I haven't tried the SLX yet um, just because I'm not a Shimano Shimano guy, but um, <laughs> I, uh, I, and I, I, I'm stubborn like that, but I, uh, I will say um, that the, the origin, I mean, little things like the um like the spool tension knob is is not plastic like most that like even a lot of $99 reels the that that tension knob is is plastic and that's just one of those one of those little things that just makes it stand out a little bit um and for the high end um i used to have one and i regret getting rid of it and i've kind of been scouring Facebook marketplace again. Um, I'll lose BB one, uh, BB one pro. Um, it's, it's at one ninety nine ninety nine. Oh, he's got one right there. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> this is, this is original BB one pro too. This is a, a 2000 and, uh, 14 BB one pro that doesn't get used any year at all, but every year I tear it apart and I clean it. And, I mean, she's, she's, yeah. When he's not joking, when, uh, this is, especially if you're looking for a reel that can do everything and you can beat the crap out of, and it's still going to work great at a $200 point. Bam. BB one pro. Yeah. He, he said it. So yeah. <laughs> if that one was yeah. a, uh, if that one was a lefty, I would ask what you wanted for it, but <laughs> Oh man, see you got to get on that right train. It's all about it. <laughs> um, I guess we'll just roll right into me. Uh, so, I, I, I mean, everyone knows I'm the I'm the Shimano fangirl over here. So high end reel. It's one of the reels I've ever used. Uh, the Shimano and Terry's DC. It is. I've got two of them. I did not spend. Retail. So if you're looking it up, you're like, oh my God, I didn't do that. That's stupid. <laughs> um, but so it retails, I don't have one down here because they're in my rod box in the truck, but it retails at $6.99 typically. Um, they're more they'll go that. up to they'll go up to eight ninety nine depending on the gear ratio and the year because you can still get 2016s and things like mm-hmm. that around 500 Um so I did the same thing with, with that. I mean, that reel. So it is a DC. It's not like your standard Corrado's or even the uh, Scorpions from Japan. It is a different DC system to where it has a larger chip plus different uh, a different braking system in it. That thing will toss matter what lure size it is. It will throw it a country mile without even trying. Um, and it, it it just, it's fantastic. And for the price, like I said, I mean, it should, it should do everything. It should make me breakfast, but it doesn't. And, uh, <laughs> but same with Brad, I got on, got both of mine on eBay. Uh, should we just give the plug away? I mean, if they go back and watch, we did it our show. Episodes, I was about to say they're, they'll find it. Uh, so it's a guy on eBay. His name is YG Japan. He has, I don't know. I I'm assuming he works in a Shimano factory and just steals everything. Cause he sells stuff for like cheap and it is brand spanking new. Uh, that looked, well, I bought, I got what? my Bantam with some scratches on it. Yeah. But I mean, it was like barely cosmetic scratches. I mean, there's functionally, these reels are brand new and you're getting oh, a yeah. half price nine times out of 10. Um, both those in Terry's, 
Uh, like I said, they retail for six ninety nine and seven ninety nine. I got a two thousand sixteen for two ninety nine, and a uh, twenty twenty for four thirty or something like that. So half the price of a brand new one. Um, best reels in the market, in my opinion. There are some other reels that I like a lot. The MGL, the Metanium MGL, it's a great reel. I mean, it 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 can keep up with the Antares all day long. Um, and it's a lot lighter. Those interiors are boats on your rods because they're ginormous reels. Um, but for the cheap option, I might get a little flack from this from people out there. But Abu Garcia has not changed the design of the Black Max for yeah. like 15 years. <laughs> That's what 99% of people I've ever talked to that want a reel that will work fine and is forgiving is to go to Walmart take a crisp $20 bill out of your wallet and buy an Abu Garcia Black Max. Those things That's are, what I started out with. It's what a lot of people started out with. I started on big old round reels. I wish the Black Max was around when I was a kid because those things suck to cast. And, uh, but I mean, it's, it's super cheap. I will say it feels super cheap, but it will cast fine especially once you start getting better, you can really feather that reel and get some distance out of it. It will, um, it's durable. Like I said, it feels cheap, but it, it, it will hang, hang on to run around, especially for bank anglers who have three or four, um, rods with them. Mm-hmm. Are you running into a tree? Who cares? It's 20 bucks. Worst case, if you actually do break it, you just stop by Wally world on the way home, pick up 37, uh, bitsy bugs for 75 cents a pop and a black max and you're out of there for less than $50. And, uh, but I mean, it, they're hard, they're hard just to break, to make them stop working. Uh, I have one it's in the mess of stuff I have in my, what Brad likes to call my tackle shop of a basement. And I've had it for like eight years. I've oiled it twice. And I promise if I take it out right now, after I dipped it in mud, it would still cast. It is the AK 47 of fishing casting reel. <laughs> you can do whatever you want to it. D- drop it in ice, let it thaw out and it'll cast fine. Yeah. So yeah, the Abu Garcia black max is my inexpensive option. Okay. I, I, I started out with the, uh, the black max and I, uh, spooled it with, uh, spider wire. <laughs> oh, there you go. There's the age when spider wire yep. wasn't poo. Yep. yep. Oh, it bled all over your hand, though. That was the thing. It did. Well, <laughs> I, I'll say a lot of braid back in the day bled all over your hand. <laughs> I mean, Power Pro bled on me, and that was like I felt Power fancy. Power still does. Well, that's why you get sunlight and X plasma, and you call it a day. It doesn't bleed, <laughs> and it's awesome. All right. So if you did do your homework, and I didn't specify this, but I might throw a monkey wrench in here for you, but you're going to a a big box store and buying a rod and reel combo. Your your high end, your your low end, Matt, you can get us started. Uh so for high end, it's the if I had to go and buy a combo, combos in and of themselves are starting to get a lot better. Back in the day it was it was a nine times out of ten, it was a black max on an ugly stick, or it was uh, like if you ever shopped at the old Gander Mountains, it was Sakanas, and which actually, hey, little tidbit, Sakanas aren't made anymore. But if you ever find any of them, they're made by Lose, so they're not terrible. Um, 
they were Sakana combos and like really cheap Daiwa combat sticks and cheap ones. But they, I mean, they've gotten a lot better. Um, if it was me and I'm going to a big box store to buy a rod and reel combo, I would be for my high end. It's the um, Lose Pro Ti combo. You'll find them for our three ninety nine, right in there between three hundred and four hundred bucks. That is a Lose Pro Ti reel, which is their top dog reel that you can get, plus a Pro Ti rod, which is based off the Speed Stick rods. The not the TPs, but the next step up. Uh, good rod, good sensitivity, good backbone for the the price point it's at. It's one of the better combos you're going to get. I don't know what else on the market combo wise is really going to beat it. Um, Abu Abu will have their Revo combos, which aren't terrible. I'm just not a huge fan of newer Abu stuff. Um, uh, and then for the inexpensive combo, Daiwa makes for it's their ch80 reel and then it's just a uh, it's just a Daiwa rod uh i think they you'll find them around for 100 bucks 110 bucks for what it is the ch80 reel is not a bad reel um but it's it's perfect to get you into it or even drop down a little bit more and get a ugly stick speeds or uh uh what's the carbon you can get an ugly oh, stick yeah. carbon rod with a either a black max on it. Sometimes you'll find them with rebos on it for like $130. And those carbons that I've never used one in the water. I mean, Robinson uses them on the bass tour and he does great. So they are probably decent, but they are sticks. It is an ugly stick. At the end of the day, you'll never break it. You can go and go on a beaten spree in the box store. Once you buy it and you won't break it. Uh, and the reel that comes on it, whether it's a black max or, you know, something, it, it, the reel is going to hold up fine, especially that price point. So there's my two options. All right, Brad, what about you, man? I'll go with the, uh, I don't, I don't know if you guys ever use the Fluger president combos or not for the budget. Uh, the rod's not great, uh, but it, it, I mean, it does the trick. But the reels is what the reel is what makes that combo great. Like sealed drag and everything, it's great for a, a wade fisherman. Uh, I used to dip mine in the water and crack. So all I used to do was wade fish before I started kayak fishing. Um, and then when I did start kayak fishing, I put it in the deck of the kayak and then get grit and stuff all over it just from walking on rock bars and all that stuff. And it would still work fine. Like even my Shimano. Uh, Stratic FLs, they still grind when I get water and stuff in them. The Fluger President never had an issue with that stuff. So that thing definitely gets like my low budget feature. Um, but if you want to get that combo and then set the reel aside, you can go and get another rod if, if you have the money, like another $99 rod and pair that reel on another rod. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much that combo is. It might be like 119. 119, 120. At least when I was selling them, this was two years ago, but the president combos, and they actually come with f- uh, Fenwick rods on them now. I so, didn't a, yeah, a little bit better rod. You can get that combo for like 120 to 130 bucks. Um, what, is, what rod? What Fenwick rod? It's the uh, uh, HMG. Yes, they're HMGs. That's a good and rod. That's what I used to fish is. with. Yep, and you can find them for a hundred. You can find them on sale for like a hundred to hundred and ten, but typically they'll go between a hundred, hundred and three or so. That's yeah. That's the combo I didn't know that. that you can just use like that. That'll work. That's if you that combo, you don't necessarily need to 
up your combo because the the right. HMG rods not super sensitive, but they're sensitive enough to do some, you know, lighter stuff on the bottom. Um, but that real, I mean, Brad's not wrong. I, I got Canfords yeah. and Stratix. I've used Stella's and for whatever reason, the president, president just, it's like the Zebco 33 of our generation of growing <laughs> up. It, you beat yeah. the crap out of it. It never grinds. I have one again. That's probably next black max somewhere in here. I've never oiled that thing and it works great. So yeah, yeah. I've, I've got one that, that I use for all my finesse stuff. So 10 ball bearings, man, that thing's really smooth for the price. And yeah. If you just yep. want the reel by itself, it's like 69 bucks. Yeah. Can't beat yep. it. Um, my high end budget combo would probably be the Tatula uh, S S V S or something. Is that what it's called? S V Tatula S V combo. Yeah, you you'll be hard pressed to find those combos anymore. And I'm yeah I'm not sure why for whatever reason because I I had them when I worked in at Gander. Uh, when I ran the fishing department, we had them. They didn't sell super often, but it, it's you're not wrong, man. It's a great combo. I, I think it was one ninety nine, yeah. yeah. And you got an an SV team reel, which the Daiwa SV reels is. If you're buying Daiwa in the United States, that's where you have to start to get it. In my opinion, I'm a Shimano fangirl, but I've been using a Daiwa Zillion SVTWG for like three weeks, and I freaking love it. Um. But to get good U.S. Daiwa, you're really starting at the SVs, the Tatulas, and the, I mean, it's a it's a good combo for 199 bucks. It's a good combo. Oh yeah, and what I like about that the most is the rod. That thing, it feels nice for one. I think if I remember right, I think mine had a cork on the handle. But Probably. It felt it felt amazing, and I think I bought that rod for like 120 bucks casting rod but yeah the rod is the rod's awesome i really loved it it felt really nice and sturdy a lot of backbone the real the tula real i mean everybody raves about those all the time so yeah yeah i used to um (laughs) they're good they i've i've come to find out here lately that they've just got a few too many moving parts to make them uh last uh a long time. So. Did Did you take it apart? I have I have not taken it apart oh. yet. Um, Shimano. <laughs> no. <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm I'm cool with Daiwa, and I've said this. Here's that rabbit hole I told you I'm going to go down. Mm-hmm. I, I love Daiwa, Japan Daiwa, mm-hmm. Japanese JDM Daiwas are amazing. They're just as good as Shimano. I'm pretty sure the same dude putting the Shimano Bantam together is putting the Zillion together right next to him, and. Uh, and they're awesome. It's just for whatever reason, Daiwa cannot figure out how to make a really good reel in the United States. Hmm. Daiwa's selection in the U.S. is for whatever reason, in my opinion, sorry everyone out there who uses it, it's poo-poo. And that's just how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, but, I mean, if you, like Brad said, you started the Tatulas, especially the SVs. They're not bad. They're good reels, especially the pro. Is there a Shimano? Yeah, superior, but they make some good ones. Chitwood, if you're listening to this, shut up. Daiwa sucks. <laughs> no, he, he agrees with you. He likes that JDM stuff. Yeah, I know. He's, he's the other JDM lord. That's why us and Dark Horse mesh so well. 
Yeah. <laughs> until, until me and Josh start talking about Iowa and Jamon. They they got they were getting heated. They were getting heated at the expo. <laughs> Him and Matt were going back and forth about Dylan and Shimano. It was kind of funny. <laughs> That's awesome. So I hate to do this, but for uh, for me, my combos they're each um, they're each uh, exclusive to the store that they're at, and they're both different stores. Um, so for the low end at Dick's Sporting Goods, they have the uh, thirteen fishing. Origin FT combo, which is that Origin reel that I was talking about on a fate, um, fate rod. Um, is that the green one or the black one? Um, it they're the new ones are black, but the the old ones were green. It's, okay. Yeah. Um. So, um. Yeah, it's ninety nine dollars for that combo, and I mean it's a it's a solid combo. It's a it's a eight. It's like an eight one to one reel, um, and I mean, it, it is it is a heavy combo. Um, but if you're somebody who really likes that softer softer rod, like thirteen makes, um, I mean, that for for whatever price point they're at now, I think they're at like eighty bucks for that the fate black or whatever it is. It's a decent rod. I mean, I don't I don't like um, I don't like yeah, the EVA foam, but it's a, it's a decent rod. Um, and then for the high end, like in my opinion, if you want high end stuff, don't go get a, don't go get a combo. Um, yeah, but yeah, so, I agree. Like for me, whenever I, I'm talking about combos, I'm, I'm talking about somebody who wants to go get everything they want in one package, but they're not, they're not looking for really, really nice stuff. So, um, the Bass Pro Shops Carbon Light 2.0s, um, they are not like perfect in any means, but um, I will say the rods are, they feel really good. Uh, it, if you're someone who likes ducket rods, that kind of style of that particular taper, that's what they remind me of. Mm. And then the, the Johnny Morris reels that they put on them are they're they're lose reels. Um, so, mm-hmm. um, they're not, they're not great lose reels, but they're lose reels. Um, so if you're somebody who likes lose reels on ducket rods, um, this might be a combo for you. They are, uh, 220 to 230, depending on which combo you get. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, I hate, I hate recommending Bass Pro stuff because I don't like Bass Pro. Um, I, they, ever since they bought Cabela's, all of Cabela's stuff has been garbage and, uh, they have replaced all of the stuff that Cabela's made that was actually really good. Like their arachnid reels, which were Daiwa Tatula's and, uh, made it all, uh, Bass Pro stuff, which is not high quality stuff. Um, so (laughs) But yeah. I'm gonna. It's not the not the last time I'm going to be saying uh, Bass Pro in this uh, episode. So, uh, Bass Bass Pro, enjoy it while you got it. Um, so, I agree with you so, on the fate, fate rod because I used to have one. Those things, like out of medium heavy, that thing didn't feel like a medium heavy. It's very forgiving rod. Yeah. Yeah. Fun fact with those carbon rods. Um, reason why people tend to like them and they feel like something they know so those carbon rods are made by Luz. they're technically made by doyo 
who makes lose Abu Fluger because they own Fluger now too. Um, but the carbons are made right after speed sticks. So it's a speed stick mm. that has Johnny Morris's name on it. It's about all it is. So like people tend to, I mean, they're not terrible rods. Um, yeah, I agree. Bass Pro Ruin Cabela's. Long live Cabela's. Yeah. Um, all right. So sunglasses. Um, I will start us off um, and I will preach this till the cows come home. If you want a cheap pair of sunglasses, go to Walmart, go to the fishing section <laughs> and Yum makes um, makes sun polarized sunglasses, 100% polarized sunglasses for $4.74. You will not beat them. Um, I mean, they are like, go and get you, go and get you six pairs um, and you still won't break 30 bucks. Um, and I mean, for, for that price point, they are, they're ridiculous. Um, I, I, those are my work glasses, uh, cause I don't want to wear my nice glasses whenever I, I work maintenance and I've already broken two pairs getting out of the golf cart and hit my head on the, on the bar. So, um, <laughs> like, um, like you, for $4 74 cents, I don't mind wearing them to work and knowing that they probably will not last a full year. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, for for four dollars seventy four cents, you cannot beat those young glasses. On the high end, um, Nines Optics um, have some great sunglasses, and they start at a reasonable price. Uh, uh, the Ike Mikeanelli or <laughs> Mike Mike Iconelli, um, uh, uh series, I think they start at sixty nine dollars. Um, and then, but those are for the, the ones that have the, uh, I forget what they call them, but the, the plastic, uh, composite lens. And then they have the glass lens that, um, they, the glass lens start, I, I think at one, 159, 160, something like that. Um, and they are, they are fantastic. Um, durable. I've had mine for quite a while. Uh, thank you, Atolis. Um, and they, uh, they are uh, they have their their nine layers uh, that's how they get their name um, and one thing I really like about them not only do they have the hydrophobic coating but they also have an oleophobic coating which is uh, for those of you who aren't good with root words that means that um, fats and oils uh, do not stick to them so fingerprints wipe wipe away super easy mm-hmm. um, and um, I, uh, yeah, they, they're phenomenal sunglasses and at, at a decent price point, they're definitely higher ones out there. And I'm, uh, not at a point where I can, I can fork that much out for them. So, yeah. Uh, um, who wants to go next, Matt? Uh, yeah, I'll go. So for low end, I agree with you hundred percent. Yum. Abu lose. I'm pretty sure they're all made by the same people. They're like five bucks. They're polarized lenses. You can break them and it doesn't really bother, bother you. Cause again, you can go Walmart and get your black max and get the young glasses with it. Um, and high end I've used, oh, I've used Oakley's plastic and glass lenses. I've used Costa's I've used, Maui gems. The best glasses I've ever used in my whole life are made by a company Bahio, which we had on the show a while ago. Um, you were on the easily, podcast yet. 
I'm about to say I wasn't. I was a listener and I listened to the show and talked to Brad and I tried his out when we went fishing. I was like, these are amazing. Um, is they have plastic lenses and glass lenses. The glass lenses are easily, especially in our poo-poo rivers, you can see everything with them and they're fantastic. I've never had an issue where I don't like them. The weight, because it is a glass lens, those tend to be a little bit heavier and you kind of notice them, but I can wear them all day long and not really notice them. They're that perfect kind of middleweight. Um, I mean, they're, just, they're comfortable to wear. The lenses don't fog up. I mean, it's a win-win. I think they run... Two uh, two twenty five or two fifty? It's I think it's two fifty for the glass and like one ninety nine for the plastic. And uh, yeah, depending on where you're at in the country, they have different lenses that help with different waters. Like I have the pink magenta lenses; those are fresh water, freshwater stained water, and I can see everything. It's awesome. Or the rose lenses? I don't remember what it is, but it's, they're yeah, that's like it's dope. That's like the newest technology in sunglasses right now. Is that rose lens? Yeah, yep. I um, I had the glass lenses on those nines optics, and um, it was actually Nicholas Beltran that sold me on them. Um, and so I I took them out the first time I went to uh, the the lake here that I always talk about, Lake Crabtree, that's chocolate milk year round. And I um, I put them on, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's a fish. And then I like <laughs> I had that moment, like, I don't know if y'all are y'all have ever seen the Lego movie, but like there's that scene where he's like, I see everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, glass lenses are eye-opening, no pun intended. They're uh, yeah. Uh, I remember the first time I got some glass lenses, man. But uh your so your guys' lists, like my my low budget glasses are a lot higher than yours. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. No, I mean, I think we've said it in the show. Like I'm, I'm doing low budget and high budget and I'm, I'm trying to make it like super low and super high. But yeah. me and Brad have talked about it. Like there's certain aspects of your fishing, like your life vest, your sunglasses. Those are all tools. Yep. So even your low end, like our, I, I, th- I think I know what you're going to say, but I'm not going to say it. I'm going to let you do it. But it's a tool. So getting the yum glasses, why they work fine. There are better options for a little bit more money. Um, and it's something, I mean, you wear your glasses every time you go out, unless you're fishing at night, like a weirdo. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so, so Matt, you do not know this brand. This is a brand I own probably four years ago. We, we got some through pound on fin. Um, Coyote sunglasses. They got a series called the Bobs and they float. They're polarized. Mm-hmm. They float and they're just made of plastic. Uh, the plastic lenses too, but those things were great sunglasses for like a couple years that I used them. I don't even remember what happened to them. They might've broke somehow. I don't know, but I just thought that was the coolest thing ever. Like floating sunglasses. Never heard of that before. Uh, I got some of those and, yeah, they were just great. And I think they were like 50 bucks, something like that. So you're kind of, you know, you're you're still getting the polarized uh, feature. And then on top of that, you got the peace of mind that if you do drop them in the water, you're going to be able to get them back. Unlike Matt Robertson, where he drops his in the water and then <laughs> strips down his underwear and goes to get his. <laughs> so there's my low budget. <laughs> 
that was funny. But here's my low budget. My high high budget is going to be uh, my my Bahio nippers. Um, what I really like about those is just the clarity of the lens. Like the first time I put it on and went outside, is it's almost like you were looking through like reading glasses, crystal clear. And it's funny because my mom was like looking for glasses of her own. And uh, I let her put mine on and she was like, I didn't say anything to her. I didn't tell her how much they were or anything. She put them on. She's like, oh my gosh, these are crystal clear. I was like, yeah, those are awesome. She's like, I want some. Where do I buy them? How much are they? I said, you can buy them online for 250 bucks. And she was like, what? I ain't buying those. <laughs> I was like, well, when you're in the fishing like me, you kind of want to splurge on stuff like that because it helps you, you know, look for logs and rocks. And I don't really like sight fishing for fish, so I don't really do that. Um, but yeah, those things. So I had a pair of Costa white tips before that glass lens. My Bahios blow Costa out of the water. Like it's not even close. And like, mm-hmm. there's like a fifty dollar price price range there. I think I think the white tips were one ninety nine or something like that. But yeah, like one eighty to two ten, like in there somewhere. Yeah, I mean the the white tips were great glasses, but the Bahios, man, there's just something about them. Like they have like the latest technology on the market right now, and they just blow cost away. And the guy that started Bahio, this is a cool little. Uh, fun little fact. He used to be the uh, VP of Costa Marketing before he started Bahio. So once mm-hmm. they sold over to like the bigger conglomerate o- over in France or whatever, I don't know who owns them. He uh, ventured off and started his own sunglass company. So I thought that was cool. And it's all based here in Florida. And they re- like their their lenses are made from recycled trash from the ocean. So I thought that was cool. Awesome. Well, since you have owned like 400 of them, Brad, uh, let's let you start the kayak section. (laughs) (laughs) High end and low end kayak. Oh man. I don't even know where to start for this. I can, I can tell you for me, I started at when I say high end or low end, I'm not saying this is just me. I'm not saying the Walmart special. I started at like a lower end kayak or fishing kayak that you can buy and not have to replace six months down the road. Cause you hit a rock and it split in two and you almost died. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's what I did. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to think back because I, I don't want to mention the two crappy ones I started out with. Cause they're not even <laughs> worth it. Like, no, I agree. After being in kayak fishing for 10 years now, it's just like, I know what to tell people to go for and I know what to tell people to stay away from. So if you're going to buy a budget kayak, I'm going to suggest starting off with like a, I don't know, a Crescent light tackle or something, or even like a bonafide RS 117. I mean, you can do both like those two kayaks, you can do river fishing, you can do lake fishing, you can put motors on them, you can bow mount motors on them, you can put the stern mount. I don't know, they, they're just they're versatile kayaks, and they don't break the bank like some of these higher end kayaks do. But mm-hmm. I, I can go on and on and talk about this question, so I don't know 
how much detail you want to go into, but yeah. Like a crescent crescent light tackle would be your, your pick then. Something yeah, that like or that. a modified RS-117. All right. What about high-end? Um, Hobie PA. Probably no surprise, but I, I, I just think that's the best big boat on the market, man. I mean, it's probably not suitable for rivers, but if you're a late guy and you don't mind spending the money, Hobie PA... I think that's the way to go. That thing's comfortable, man. It's big, has a ton of space. It's pretty stable. I And I'm not even a Hobie guy. So, I mean, I owned a Hobie for like four months. So, <laughs> that's my unbi- unbiased opinion. And we don't even sell Hobies at the, uh, the shop. So, there you go. All right. What about you, Matt? Uh, so budget entry level kayak. I said the bonus RS one seventeen, mostly because I have a lot of experience in that boat. Um, for the money, they start brand new. You get them at ten ninety nine. You can stern mount it, bow mount it. I had a bona or a bona fide. I had a motor guide XI three on the front of my RS. I had about forty seven bajillion lures in it and boxes and bo- and you know. Uh, everything you think of. I think at one point I've taken 10 rods out with me and you can ask Brad, I had that thing on Dale hollow and was fine. Spot lock was on. I had 10 rods with me. I had, I could stand up in it all day long, super stable. And at 1099, it's really hard to beat because you can do rivers with it. You can do lakes with it. You can put whatever motor accessory you want on it. Um, it's bona fide, So the stability is there. Um, doesn't paddle terribly either. Uh, and then for the big boat, I don't disagree for your high budget. If you get the money, LBPA is going to be hard to beat. I personally, I, it's not that I dislike the PAs, but they are a behemoth of a boat. Like you are, dude, you're getting that and you're going to, you'll take it. If you ever go to the river with it one time, especially like one spot, me and Brad I've go down, it. it's like a, I know you've done it. Well, you didn't do it with a PA. Yeah. I, I thought you did it with a, Oh, I thought you did it with a. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I river fished out of the PA for a while uh, in the winter time. I didn't know you were in a PA. I thought you were in something else. But there's one spot me and Brad go to, and it's like a 40 foot steep incline down to the river. Getting it down is easy. If you had to pull that PA back up, you would want to die. Uh, so I went I did with that the, in that spot, know, and and it probably sucked. <laughs> Ask uh, Chris Yelk about it. He was with me. It's so, I had oh, to do Lord. my boat and his boat. <laughs> that sounds stupid. Um, <laughs> what I would say to go with for your high end is a bona fide SS 27. I think that is one of the most versatile boats on the market period. No hands questions down. You can get it for 1699. That's the new or 1799. This is 2023 price. So you're at 1799. You're still three grand away or two grand away from a Hobie PA. You buy an XI3 or Torquedo to put on the back of it, and you have a boat. Brad can attest to this. He fished this boat on the rivers for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, he always he says all the time how he regrets getting rid of it. Um, that boat That's will do anything boats. and everything. It, it's a heavier boat. It's not, but it's not as bad as the PA, and uh, it, it it's a bona fide. So you have the stability that beats everything on the market. It is ready for motors, bow, stern, snout 
if you really want to be psycho, you can take the pot out and throw a little transom motor through there. Um, a lot of different options. It's ready for foot steer. Every accessory you can ever put on it. And the aftermarket support is ridiculous for anything and everything that says bona fide on the side of it. So that's what I would say if you're high end SS27, get an XI3 for a bow mount or trend down a Minkota or get a Torquedo on the back and do everything you'd ever want to do. Yeah, the, the 127 with the Torquedo, man, that is like, that's a great combo. I loved it when I had mine. That was, that was fun. All right. So for me, um, I have never been in a, what I would consider a high budget kayak. So I do not have one to recommend to you because um, I'm not going to recommend something to you that I have not experienced myself. Um, and um, so for me, the um, what I would recommend as the, the budget kayak is the one I'm in now, which is the uh, Perception Pescador Pro, um, the 12 foot version. Um, it's $1,000.99 right now. It was nowhere near that whenever I bought it. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you, uh, economy. Um, but uh, it's got the, it's got the lawn chair type seat. It paddles great. Um, if I were a little bit, um, less like, uh, like Will Smith says in men in black, less soggy around the midsection, I could probably stand up in it. Um, but I am, I'm not there, uh, not there, not yet at least. Um, but, uh, it's, it's not, um, it's got the same kind of bow shape as the, um, or not bow shape, um, hole shape as the, like the Sholey that, yep. that rounded out, um, uh, kind of, so it's not, it's not the, um, it's not the tri hole type, yeah. uh, thing like a bona fide, but, um, so it's, it's got a lot of secondary stability, um, it's i think it's 33 inches wide 12 feet long so it it paddles great you get decent speed and um it's got a lot of features that um a lot of similar price points don't have like it's got the um the recessed area for your transducer and with the with the threaded inserts um it's got the replaceable um replaceable skid plate um, on the, on the keel. So I, the only thing I really wish it had was internal storage or a little bit more in terms of that, but that, and you know, like being big enough to do like horizontal rod storage and stuff. But, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, uh, for, for the price point, it's, it's definitely not going to be the best option out there. Um, it just happened to be the, the one that I got a hold of that, that had the certain features that I was looking for. Um, and I don't remember what exactly it was about the, uh, the RS that I, I steered away from. Um, it might've been that at the time it was, you know, Two hundred dollars more expensive, which mm. it's funny. It has stayed the same, and the Pescador has leapfrogged it, even though neither boat has changed. Um, yeah. Um, I will say this about the the Pescador lineup from out uh, uh, from uh, Perception, and pretty much any lineup from Perception, their rod holders suck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
They are not worth calling rod holders. Um, it's just like a hole in the boat. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, there, there's not a rod on the market that you can put in this thing and expect it to stay there. Mm. It is a it is a recessed place for you to buy their accessory and stuff it down in there. And their their accessory sticks up like like ten inches off of the boat. Mm. And that is just too high for a like I'm all for elevated rod holders, but that's just too high. So yeah. I use um, I use the rod holders on my black back and some uh, some Omega rod holders, and I don't even I don't even use those things. The only thing those things are good for is I, I take that back. I put my anchor there. So that's a, that tells you how, how wide those things are. But Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, that's a, that's my pick for, for kayak because like Matt said, I'm not going to suggest the one that I started out with because whenever I cut the, the bow mount or the, uh, the bow hatch, I cut the hole with a pocket knife. Um, So (laughs) if you're going over a, like a boat ramp, it's not going to take long for that tear a hole in the bottom. Yeah. Yep. That's why I tell people, man, when they say, Oh, I'm going to get a Pelican. I'm like, you might want to wait because it's not even an eighth inch thick plastic on that thing. Yep. It, I will say the, the Pelican plastic is a lot more sturdy than the, the sun dolphin um, plastic, but the sun dolphin, that's not saying much. Yeah. Um, but I will say I tried, um, I tried a, Pelican catch 120. Um, and that was my upgrade from my middle boat to the, um, the next. And I had it for two months. Yeah. I took it out, I took yep. it out twice. And, and so I was going from a boat that was, it was like, I think 28 inches wide. So, I mean, it was whenever I went at it with, with, um, like with decent paddle strokes, it was a rocket. Like yeah, it was nothing it. for me to yeah. get five and a half miles an hour on it. Like it was, it was a rocket and going to the, um, the Pelican catch one twenty, I quickly learned that being able to stand up was not near as important to me as being able to get to my get to my spot to fish before sunset whenever I started at sunrise. Um, yeah. <laughs> that uh, that pelican like I think whenever I paddled with everything I had, it maxed out at like two and a half, three miles an hour. And that was just it was not sustainable and I wasn't I wasn't having it. Yeah. All right. So um Let's. Uh, I'm looking at my list here, um, and so rain gear. Uh, that's one that I actually do get asked about a, a few times. So rain gear um, for me, um, the the ultra light rain suit from Frog Cogs um, is is my budget pick. I think they're up to $30 now. You might can find them yeah. cheaper at Walmart. Um, and then high end, um, I use uh, Bass Pro HPR bibs. They're like 140 100 and 150 bucks, depending on what size you wear. Um, and so that that's pretty much 
like that's all I need that and a rain jacket or um, I mean for me like the the frog togs are are like they're gonna keep you dry um, unless you're like me and you sweat like crazy um, it, it's just it, you will be soaking wet it just won't be rainwater because um, mm-hmm. it's like a yeah. it's like a sauna suit <laughs> it's like made of PVC so <laughs> What about you, Matt? Um, so rain gear, uh, high end. I use Sims bibs and a Sims rain jacket. Uh, I got them when I worked in an outdoor store, so I did not pay retail because it is very expensive. I think the bibs go for like two ninety nine, and then the uh, the rain jacket goes for like one ninety nine. I've had those in torrential downpours. I remember the first time I used them. I was at Nail Hollow two years ago. It rained for like ever and I was dry underneath with that rain jacket on. And then those bibs on, I didn't get cold. The worst thing in Brad, I'll test this. I hate being cold. It takes me off. You get cold easy too. Like 60 degrees is too cold. Like today it was 59 degrees when I woke up this morning, put a jacket on before I went to work. And I wore a jacket until it hit like 70. I hate being cold. (laughs) And, uh, so I hate the rain, like even on a hot day, it has to be blazing for me to be out in the rain because it's too, I just get chilly. So when I put those on, I feel no wet, no cold, nothing. It's great for a windbreak. Uh, so if it's a super windy day, I'll wear them as well. Uh, and then for the uh, inexpensive option, I put Huck. Huck makes a rain suit to where it's a top and a bottom. It kind of comes like the frog talks a little bit more. I think they're 60 up 60 bucks, but I mean, I have those as a backup pair and I've used those out in torrential downpours and they don't break the wind as well, but they keep you dry, which is all at the end of the day. What really matters being dry, and, uh, those are great. And they're inexpensive at $60 for a better quality. The frog togs aren't bad. Uh, I've got a pair of the pants floating around somewhere that I use when I'm right before season that I used to, uh, go scout for deer and stuff walking through crap and they i mean when i go out in the morning it's super dewy mm-hmm. i don't get wet so those those are nice and like you said you can get those you can find them at walmart i was there two days ago and i saw one sell for like 15 bucks for a top and bottom so brad what about you i've never owned any rain gear so i can't really say i'm a weirdo though like matt will attest to this if it's 55 degrees or higher and it's raining, I enjoy it. I love getting wet. It's gross. I don't know. I'm a true Yankee, dude. I love being cold, man. It's awesome. Uh, like our weather this past week's been awesome. Um, but yeah, when it's re- like, especially the springtime, if you get that nice warm rain and it's like 55 degrees, I'm like, oh yeah, it's about to go down. I love it. Uh, gross it's just disgusting it don't bother me man all right all right let's do uh let's do electronics so um matt you want to start us off with electronics uh yeah so for uh this is hard so it depends if i'm on a lake i use and this is like Oh no, I broke my camera. Whatever. Um, 
if, if if I'm on a lake, I use the hummingbird. I have a hummingbird 10 inch mega side mega down gen three that I use to see everything. Um, but if I'm on a river, it's, I use a Garmin 73 SV, a little bit smaller screen. Hey, I fixed it. I didn't really, but it's the same thing. Um, I use a Garmin 73 SV for my high end stuff. And then for the low end, I've used it before. Brad's actually getting ready. He we use shortly, but the deeper from uh deeper, I think you can get it for like a hundred bucks. Um, it's their little bobber style down imaging. Uh, when I got it originally, I was a bank fisherman because on my boat, I had garments and all that stuff, but bank, you literally, I tied it to a heavy rod and I just, just zinged it out there where I was fishing and I, you slowly reel it back and it goes to pairs to your phone and you can see everything on the bottom as it's coming back. So really inexpensive option. They make arms that you can put inside of kayaks. You can put it on the side of little John boats and it acts as a basic down imaging and it, it's not bad. Uh, is it as detailed as some of your higher end stuff? No, but it do exactly what it needs to do. Yes. Greg Blanchard actually did a video on YouTube about that thing, and he was using it in like 40 feet of water catching fish. I thought that was cool. Yep. Oh, for sure. Awesome. Brian, man, what about you? Uh, low, low end, I'm going to go. Like I, I always suggest, like if you don't want to spend the money, man, go on Marketplace on Facebook and find a used unit. You can find good Humminbird Helix 5 units for – 150 bucks or 200 bucks, whatever, or you just buy a new one for like 250 or 299. I can't remember. Low budget, that would be my pick. High budget, definitely going with Garmin 73 SV or the 93 SV. It don't matter. That unit is amazing. Like, I've also, like, along with all the millions of kayaks I've had in my years kayak fishing, I've also had a bunch of different electronics and the Garmin is the one I always go back to just because it's it's loaded with features you get the lake maps for free the side imaging's great the down imaging's great so that's my pick okay so for me I don't have any personal experience with it but I have a bunch of friends who use the deeper um and um i have i have seen them use it and i have fished beside them and like had them tell me what they saw versus what i was looking at on mine and like matt says it um seems like it's a a really solid option for a hundred bucks um but uh i'm i'm not going very far away in terms of budget because the only only ones I've ever used was the striker series mm-hmm. um, from Garmin. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think the four inches, like a hundred bucks, 120 bucks, something like that. Um, I use the five inch. Um, and I mean, I don't, I fish a lot of really skinny water and um, fish a lot of water that I know really well. So I don't, I don't tend to use it um, yeah. as, as much as uh, the only time I really feel like I'm at a, at a disadvantage is on a new lake. Mm-hmm. Um, and where I, I feel like having something like side Im- imaging would work, would help a lot. Um, but uh, for the most part, I mean, the, the striker series, it gets you the, the 2d sonar and the, and the, 
the down imaging, which are the two things that um, that I think uh, helps a lot in terms of finding structure. But the main thing, it tells me what the temperature of the water is. It tells me how deep it is. It tells me what kind of bottom it is. And that's mm-hmm. the main the main thing that I'm looking for with my yes. electronics. Same here. Yep. And I, I think what most people uh, fail to realize is if you're using side imaging, you have to be moving in order for it to work correctly. So if you're just sitting on top of a spot, it's not going to be working. What I always suggest is turning it on when you're going to your spot and looking. So if you do come across like a a brush pile or something, you can stop and mark it and then fish it later if you want. See, that is something that I did not know. And that is good to know. Yeah. All right. Um, so we're going to end it with, with this one. Um, and, uh, I am interested to hear what y'all say on this one. Motors, um, Matt, uh, go for it. All right. So inexpensive, I'm going to have three different levels here. Super inexpensive, getting you on the water, a little bit of DIY, go out and buy a Minn Kota, uh, transom motor for like a hundred 20 bucks, get a 30 pound thrust, launch it on the side of your kayak with a two by four and it'll get you moving. (laughs) So there's that option. Uh, second option is what I'm currently using, which is the Newport NK 180. Um, that is a 24 volt system, stern mounted motor. It mounts directly to my kayak. I'll has it on his, uh, his crescent Sholey. It mounts directly to the back. Uh, 24 volt system. I use a lithium ion battery with that, with the whole kit and caboodle. If you're buying it all, you're looking at 999 for the motor and then about 800 for the battery. Um, and then the next option up, which is it's hard to beat. I've, I've been in a boat. I haven't used it extensively. Brad's used a lot more than me. The Torquedo, um, probably the 1103 that's your top of the high end when it comes to motors um the xi3 i've used it brad's used it i'm not a huge fan of it it has a mind of its own and likes to run you into stuff so i'm not a i don't love it um i've got one sitting here in my basement that i'm probably gonna sell for anybody out there in the dayton area hit me up um but the torquedo 1103 is probably the cream of the crop when it comes to batteries a lot of power good uh, decent battery life and the whole system brad correct me if i'm wrong but battery and motor weighs 14 pounds yeah 16 i think somewhere around there i think it's yeah 14 to 14 to 16 pounds but for a motor and battery that is super light especially in kayak fishing so yeah okay brad the so i think the main argument here is uh, let's just throw out the xi3 because i hate that thing um it, it didn't really it didn't really fish my or it didn't fit my style of fishing. What's up? Poop. <laughs> it's poop. I don't I hate know. That thing, I had dude. I had so many issues with my XI three. I won't get into it, but thing drove me nuts. Um, mm-hmm. So I think the real argument here is like the Newport versus the Torquedo, and I know we could probably do a whole show on this, but uh, pros and cons of the Newport. You you know you're spending less money uh you get to use your own battery um but it's heavier Uh, Mm -hmm. as torquedo you know you're getting you're getting a whole lighter system but you're spending more money um and it has a little bit more power but at the same time like the newport don't have like a range 
like how far you can go on the controller like the Torquedo does. So if you set the throttle like 25% on a Torquedo, it'll tell you you can go like 36 miles. The Newport will have that. So I don't know. It's just all preference. Um, if, if I had the money, I would definitely go with an 1103 for sure. That thing, we saw Jimmy down at Dale Hollow. He was waking me and Matt to the point where like my boat was rocking. I was like, dude, you're going to knock us out of the kayak if you don't stop me just sitting there laughing. But I don't know, man. I don't really know what to tell anybody there. I just, you know, weigh the pros and cons of each one and decide for yourself. All right. So for me, um, the my high-end motor, I'm going to say, is the Bending Branches Angler Ace because uh, <laughs> I fish out of my kayak. Um <laughs> You know, um, like, so uh, I know a lot of people say that all oh, the purists, the, you're not a real kayaker. I'm like, you're, you're right. I'm not a kayaker. I'm a fisherman. I don't care about the kayak. Yeah. <laughs> I do, but uh, you know, yeah, I, uh, I'm I am, I'm becoming more and more of a purist. Uh, the, the, the more I get into it. Um, and it's mainly just because I can't afford anything other than a paddle <laughs> kayak. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, um, but yeah, I, I just figured I'd throw in a, a couple, a couple paddles, um, since that's what I use to propel myself and, uh, that's a good branches, angler ace, um, they start at, uh, 225 and it's a bulletproof, just absolute beast of a, of a paddle, which is what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the low end, um, it's still a $175 paddle, uh, because, uh, in my opinion, uh, you don't skip on your paddle. I mean, it's, um, if you're going to be paddling all day, you want a light, light paddle. Um, I've, I've had a few different paddles though. I had one that came with the sun dolphin journey that I bought first, oh. And whenever I paddled, it it like fluttered in the water. Yeah, like, nope. Yep, that's not gonna that's not gonna last. Um, but uh, the Aquabound Stingray Hybrid is a is a great paddle uh, for um, for for one hundred and seventy five dollars. It's super 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 light, um, and uh, it's. Uh, I ended up the only reason I sold sold mine was because I got that Pelican and it wasn't long enough for a boat that wide. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, uh, I sold that one, got another one and, um, and then ended up with the, the bending branches after I got this, uh, perception, but yeah, it, um, those are some those are some good options for for paddles. Main thing, keep it durable, keep it light. And for me, that bending branches um, angler ace is is the perfect paddle for for how I fish. So yeah, I believe uh, bending branches owns Aquabound too. Oh really? Yep. Yeah, I did not know that. Yep. That is interesting. Yep. All right. Well, we are going to thank a few sponsors. Um, I did not hold true to um, to doing that in the middle, um, but let's uh, let's let's thank a couple, and then we'll um, we'll get ready to close it out. 
If a fly rod is your weapon of choice, check out Atollus. Their fly caddy is the most convenient way to get your favorite flies to the water or just keep them handy by clipping it to your hat, truck visor, backpack, rod case, or just whatever. You can also bundle it up with flies from independent fly tires that Atollus has teamed up with through their Fly Light project. Choose from bundles specializing in redfish, carp, saltwater, or freshwater. Head over to atollas.co, that's A-T-O-L-L-A-S dot C-O, to get your fly caddy today and use promo code FAITHINFISH15 to save 15% on your order. That's faith the letter N, FISH, the number 15 at checkout for 15% off. Get Outdoors Pedal and Paddle is one of the largest canoe, kayak, and cycling retailers in the southeast with a huge selection of kayaks, canoes, bikes, and all the accessories needed to experience paddling and cycling comfortably and safely. Get Outdoors helps to expand and educate the paddling community through their free demos held on local lakes in the Greensboro, North Carolina area and through in-store clinics and on-the-water courses and demos. And we'll even get your new boat rigged up for kayak fishing for you. Stop by the shop in Greensboro, North Carolina, or check out shopgetoutdoors.com to be wowed by their selection. All right. So, yeah, I just wanted to uh, bring y'all back on um, to um, to make sure that I said thank you for coming on the show, uh, coming back on the show and kind of giving your experience with gear to this this particular episode. Um, I know Robert is um, is salty for missing this one, um, <laughs> but uh, he uh, we'll we'll give him a chance to to give his his options as well. But um, yeah, if you would go ahead and let us know uh, who it is that that makes uh, podcasting and fishing easier for you. Um, uh, Give shout outs and thank yous to sponsors and supporters. Anybody, anybody you want to say thank you to? Uh, definitely thanks to Paddle and Finn for giving me the opportunity to be a podcast host on the final cat. Uh, thanks to Brad Hicks for bringing me on longtime friend and to my wife who allows me to never see her and go fish. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, Man, like I know if I read off some of these, I'll forget them. So, you know, if you follow me on Instagram, uh, Brad Hicks Fishing, I'm sure you'll find out quickly who my sponsors are. So uh, I got a link in my bio and stuff, too, if you guys want to check some of that stuff out. Okay, absolutely. And, and Matt, where do we follow you? Uh, so I just made it only. I'm just kidding. Um <laughs> <laughs> right on Instagram, Matt, Matt Souders Fishing, uh, kind of the same thing. I've got a link there that has all the different sponsors and whatnot. Um, so you can definitely check that out. It, it Pretty much every single one of them are tagged in like every post I do. But yeah, Matt Souders Fishing on Facebook and Instagram. I promise on Facebook, nine times out of ten, if you message me, it's my personal one, and I'm probably not going to respond. So respond to me on Instagram. <laughs> all right. And, uh, and where, do we, where do we find the podcast? Anywhere, um, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, anywhere you listen to podcasts, it's on there. We our show comes out every Tuesday at three a.m. I think. So, yep. If you're if you're on the East Coast, you'll get it at six a.m. If you're on the West Coast, you'll get it earlier or something. I don't know. 
I don't know how that works, actually. Whatever. <laughs> All right. And uh, I will say, if you're looking for their, their podcast, look for Paddle and Finn. Um, and Paddle and Finn has a bunch of different shows that come out um, every day. So the Tuesday show is going to be um, the final cast. So, yeah, um, Matt and Brad, thank you all so much again uh, for coming back on the show and and uh, and having fun uh, geeking out over gear. Yeah, man, it was fun. Oh, yeah, man, loved it. Awesome. Um, so yeah, uh, thank y'all again and, uh, let's, let's close it out and, uh, and thank a couple more sponsors and then, uh, and then we'll pray and close it out. Mr. B lure company is making high quality handcrafted lures and has been for 30 years right here in the U S using all metal components, owner and gamakatsu hooks and silicone or frog hair skirts. Mr. B is pumping out some awesome spinner baits, jigs, buzz baits, underspins, and more, including some of the most unique bladed jigs on the market. To fill up your tackle box, go to mrblurecompany.com, that's mrblurecompany.com, and use promo code FAITHINFISHINPOD1X10 at checkout to save 10% on your first order. That's FAITH the letter N, FISH the letter N, P-O-D, so FAITHINFISHINPOD, just like our Instagram handle, 1X10. If finesse fishing is your comfort zone, something you want to learn better this year, or just something you like to tie on as a Hail Mary pass, Jade's Jigs has everything you need and more, and it's all eco-friendly and lead-free. With an awesome selection of baits and colors, they've got a variety of techniques covered for you. Finesse Jigs, Underspins, Nico Weights, Ned Rigs, and more are all waiting for you at jadesjigs.com. And while you're there, use promo code FNF10 for 10% off your purchase. That's jadesjigs.com and promo code FNF10 for 10% off. Another huge thank you to Matt and Brad for coming on the show and uh, and sharing their opinions on uh, on gear at different budget points. Um, I, I will leave all of their links in the show notes so that you can uh, um, you can check out uh, what all they have going on. And I'll definitely leave uh, links to Paddle and Finn also so that you can check out their podcast. Um, and so, yeah, we are going to go ahead and we'll, we'll, we'll pray and, and close it out. Um, God, thank you so much for everyone who is listening to this show right now. Um, thank you for uh, the, the, the fish that you have created for us to go out and have this obsession with and chase and, and hunt for. And uh, thank you for Matt and Brad. Uh, thank you for um, what they are doing in the fishing community. Thank you for uh, what they mean to, to so many. Um, and thank you for uh, the difference that they're making in people's lives. Uh, God, we, uh, we ask that no matter, uh, no matter what it is that, that the listener right now is going through, because we know they're human and that means that they're going through something, we ask that you meet them where they are, give them what it is they need to make it through uh, whatever it is they're going through. God, it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. All right, y'all. That is going to do it for this episode. Y'all take care and God bless. Thank you for listening to the Faith and Fishing podcast. Faith and Fishing is produced and hosted by Cam Steele and Robert Randolph and is sponsored by Savior Outdoors, Jay's Jigs, Get Outdoors Pedal and Paddle, Mr. B Lure Company, Atollis, and Omnia Fishing. 
Don't forget to join the Facebook community, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe, rate, and review us on whatever app you're listening on. That's going to do it for this episode. Y'all take care, and God bless.